Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 273. Hey, before we get started, I just, I just want to say thank you. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host. Before he goes to bed, he asks himself, who have I served today? Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and thank you so much for joining me in this session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. And guess what? It's just you and me today. No guests on this episode. I haven't actually done a uh, solo show in a while, so I'm really excited about this. And I wanted to start, like I said earlier, with thanking you, not just for listening to this episode, but for everybody who has listened to any episodes of any of my podcasts out there, whether it's this show or the Ask Pat podcast or even some of my other ones, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you because you guys have literally changed my life in the course of this business and the podcast I wanted to talk about today in terms of what has all happened since starting my podcast. Now, I know a lot of you already have a podcast, and this could potentially be a great reminder for you about why we do what we do beyond just being kind of fun. But I know there's a lot of you out there who are thinking about starting a podcast as well, and you might be on the fence because you know that it's not an easy thing. It's not as easy as setting up a blog and just clicking a couple buttons and then poof, you have your blog. A podcast does take some time, and it is a commitment to do, but it is life-changing. And I wanted to take you back to 2008. This is December of 2008. Actually, smartpassiveincome.com has only been around for a couple months at this point. And I was determined to start a podcast because like I said earlier, a podcast changed my life. When I was going through my layoff and I had a couple months left till my termination date, this is mid-2008, it was a podcast that I discovered called Internet Business Mastery, which is still around, that opened up my eyes to everything that was possible. It was interviews on that particular show that gave me the inspiration to start my own business to help people in the architecture space related to an exam that I had taken when I was an architect. And that just completely changed my life. So I always knew that a podcast was an amazing way to actually change a person's life because it had changed mine. So I wanted to start one. So in December of 2008, 
I published on smartpassiveincome.com a blog post with an audio file. It was my very first audio file that I had ever published online. And it told the world, even though there weren't that many people on my blog at that time, it had just started. But still, it was a public announcement that I had this urge to start a podcast. I bought all this equipment and here's what I published. Hey everybody, this is Pat from the Smart Passive Income blog. Uh, thanks for taking the time to listen to this. I think that's so awesome that uh, you know you guys are helping me out figure out all this new podcasting stuff. I'm actually uh, just bought a whole bunch of podcasting equipment for myself because um, I mean I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I figured, hey, why not do one? So I mean, really, I, I really don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. So I just wanted to get familiar with all the equipment that I have right now and uh, what it's like to post something online and hear what people think about it. So, I mean, you tell me, should I give up on podcasting now because my voice sucks so bad or, you know, should I talk a little deeper or I don't, I really have no idea. So again, just thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. Keep coming back to the website. I got tons of information coming up in the near future and uh, let's make 2009 a great year for all of us. Let's make it, let's make it the most profitable year we've ever had. Um, and, you know, I'll try my best to help you get there. So, again, good luck with everything. Happy holidays. And this is Pat Flynn from the Smart Passive Income blog signing off. Peace. Yeah. So, I mean, the rock music, you can tell that my voice, I'm just not confident. But I but I had this this urge to start a podcast. I always knew it's what I wanted to do. Well, here's the thing. That was December of 2008. My very first episode didn't come out until July of 2010. So a year and a half later, and there were so many things that were stopping me from moving forward with starting my podcast. It took that long to do a number of things. One, just get over myself because I was just too afraid to put myself out there. You know, with podcasting, it's not like a blog post where you can just easily, you know, delete the word that you misspelled and respell it the correct way. This was your voice, right? And there's a whole other dimension. It's not just what you say, it's how you say it and the rhythm and the cadence and all this stuff. Uh, and I just was not happy with the content that I was producing. So I just never published anything out there. Plus, there was a little bit of a technical uh, hurdle to overcome as well, although there was a lot of people online who were helping me at the time. For example, Jason Van Orden from Internet Business Mastery who had a lot of information to help podcasters and also Cliff Ravenscraft from PodcastAnswerMan.com was a huge help to me as well. Now. I finally published that first episode. And just to give you an idea of what that was like, well, I actually recorded that episode three separate times. The first time I recorded it kind of off the cuff, I didn't really plan. And it was essentially an introduction episode. I shared a little bit about who I was and what the show was gonna be about, what kinds of episodes were gonna be coming out soon. But even then, I just remember re-listening to that episode and just not being happy with it at all. There was just no confidence in my voice and there was a lot of random pauses and ums and those kinds of things. So what I did was I scripted out everything I was going to say. I spent about two and a half hours writing down every single word that I wanted to say so that I could get it perfect and get it right. And I remember re-recording it second time around, reading it off and re-listening to that one and almost putting myself to sleep. It was almost like I was in a lecture back in college after lunch all tired from eating and I just was tired and, and bored and that I just I couldn't handle that. It was very robotic. There was no emotion. And that's what happens when you script out what it is that you're going to present or share on things like podcasts. 
So the third time, I made a decision. I decided that I was just going to put it out there. I, I had a couple of run-throughs already, so I knew what I wanted to say. I basically had outlined it now. And then I just hit record, and I went with it. And I told myself, you know what? If I make mistakes, screw it. I'm just going to move forward and get through the muck and then get through this first episode. And I'm so glad I did that because now 272 episodes later on the Smart Passive Income Podcast, plus nearly 1,000 episodes on Ask Pat, I'm just so thankful for all the amazing things that have happened since letting myself go and just getting started, right? And I think it was John Lee Dumas, another amazing podcaster from Entrepreneur on Fire, who said, every master starts as a disaster. And it was definitely feeling like that way for me when I was just starting out. It definitely felt like a disaster, but I, I published those episodes that so they're still available. You can listen to them. They're great content, especially once I started doing interviews. And I have to thank Mark Mason, who was my very first interview from latenightim.com. But yeah, like I said, after getting started, after seeing the results of what has happened since starting my podcast, here's the thing. I only wish I started sooner. I only wish after I announced that I wanted to start a podcast in December of 08 that I got over that fear much faster and I just started. That's sometimes what you have to do. You just have to get started sometimes. So I wanted to take the rest of this episode to talk about specific things that have happened as a result of starting the podcast because I feel like a podcast is today the number one platform that you can use to gain new exposure for your brand, to build a relationship with your audience, and to really help put yourself on the map. Now, it's something that I know a lot of people have done solely. They've built their business as a result of their podcast that they've started. And I know a lot of people who have a brand already and then inserted a podcast to essentially power up their brand. And whichever way it is or whichever way you're going, I wanna share with you the seven powerful things that can happen as a result of starting a podcast. So number one, your message will have more reach. Your message will have more reach. And this is something that I didn't know was gonna happen. I mean, I knew it was gonna happen because I know there's people who only listen to stuff out there. They don't wanna view videos or they don't wanna read blog posts. They prefer to listen. And especially with the way podcasting is, you can listen on the go. Your message can be inserted into people's lives where no other content can be inserted. For example, you know, on a walk or driving in a car, you know, all those kinds of things. I don't know where you're listening to a podcast right now, but I would guess that it would be a lot more difficult for you to watch a video or especially one at this length or read a blog post versus listening. You know, you get that passive listening, but also your message and your brand gets inserted into people's lives a lot more. So your message is gonna have more reach because there are more opportunities for people to discover you. But not only that, here's the cool thing, your message will also have more impact because of the power of voice. So you're listening to this episode right now, you're listening to my voice, it's much different than reading a blog post. If you were to read the transcript of this, for example, you lose the emotion behind what it is that I'm saying. You lose the, uh, the, the, the cadence and the frequency and the rhythm and you know, you can do a lot of things with your voice to have a much more powerful impact, similar to when people are on stage and they start to slow down a little bit to really emphasize a point, or they might feel excited and you can feel that too on the other end, right? So there's a lot of things, there's a lot of dimensions to podcasting, and, and as a result of your message being stronger, it's gonna be more shared and pushed out there more and gain even more exposure. Now, I know this is happening because I've looked at the data. I've ran surveys in my audience several times, and each time it tells me that the podcast is the number one way 
that people have found out about me and my brand. And this was actually really surprising to me in 2011, the first time I ran a survey after I had started my podcast. Because, you know, I was focusing on search engine optimization. I was uh, getting onto other people's sites and getting a lot of links from other people's uh, brands. And I was focusing a lot on YouTube at the time as well. And yet, the podcast. The podcast has been the number one way that people have found out about me. And the stage has grown, guys. I mean, when I first started out, I was getting a few thousand downloads per episode. And again, I was I was somebody who had added a podcast on top of their existing brand. So it was fairly easy for me to start to get initial listeners. Although... I know a lot of listeners who found me through podcasts on iTunes and through other directories. Now, here's the thing. The stage that I'm on now, when you think about it, if you were to compare podcasting to an actual real-life stage, you know, even if you have a couple hundred people listening to every episode, that's a significant amount of people because, again, real people are on the other end listening. You are a human being, right? And so if you were to create a podcast and you only have 200 people listening, for example, imagine a room full of 200 people that you're standing in front of and they've came, they've come there to see you and listen to you and listen to your message and this happens every single week, right? Well, that really puts that 200 people into perspective. Now, I'm at a point now where every episode gets over 100,000 downloads. So every week when the episode comes out on, on Wednesday for Smart Passive Income, I'm stepping into a stadium with 100,000 people who are there who are listening to me and then the coolest part about this is, yes, it's the equivalent of that but it's even more convenient because imagine what it would be like to actually set up an event at a stadium every single week and how much that would cost and the travel expenses and you know not not only that the environmental impact that's really important to me uh, but anyway you could see the benefits of starting a podcast are amazing in terms of your exposure and your reach and the kind of impact that your message can have with your audience speaking of audience this brings me to powerful point number 2 for things that can happen as a result of starting your podcast. And that is, you're going to have a stronger relationship with your audience. The bond that you create with your audience through your podcast is unlike any other platform, in my opinion. And it is the number one way to scale intimacy. I cannot remember where I heard that. I wish I did because it's an amazing quote. But really, the podcast is the most powerful platform for scaling intimacy. Because even though you're on the other end and you're listening to me one-on-one, for me as a content producer, as a podcaster, it's not just one-to-one, an individual. It's one-to-many. And you'll find, even in a very short time period, that the people who are on the other end of your podcast, they're gonna start to feel like you are their friend because you are in their ear, you're speaking to them in a language that they understand because they're listening to you because you have great things to offer and because your message aligns with their values and all those kinds of things. When you start to meet your fans and the people who listen to your show, they're going to start talking to you like you've been friends for years, even before you learn their name. And I learned about this really quickly because I remember what was really funny. I started my podcast, like I said, in uh, July of 2010, and I started publishing an episode only every other week. So I I had a biweekly episode and I was still blogging three times a week. So I was definitely still focused more on the blog. But I remember going to my very first conference after I had started my podcast and the feedback I was getting from people who had learned about me and my brand, it was all about the podcast. They couldn't stop talking about how great the podcast was and how much they love listening to it and all the little stories that I was telling on the show. Nobody was telling me anything about my blog anymore. Now, I still continued to blog, but I definitely doubled down on the podcast after that point because that was the turning point for me to realize, wow, this show is actually getting to people. It's connecting in a way that my blog is not. 
And so I doubled down, started publishing weekly, and I've been going weekly ever since. I had it now have added more podcasts, uh, different shows on top of this particular show, and uh, it's just been an amazing run. It's real cool. The listeners remember things that I forgot that I said on the show. A lot of little, a lot of the little stories, and there's one story I was at Social Media Marketing World, and there was a cruise uh, on the harbor in San Diego, and I was coming out of the bathroom, and this woman from across the way yells at me, and she goes, "Pat, you are a big baby." And I was just like, what? Like, I don't understand. What did I do to you? Why are you calling me names? And then she, you know, she came up to me. Her name was Stephanie. I saw in her name tag. And she said, Pat, dude, I love your show. It was so funny when you talked about how you were like a big baby when you were born. Because I had a big baby when I was born. And I was like, oh, okay. You weren't just calling me names. Because I had forgotten that on a very early episode, one of the little fun facts that I have at the beginning of every episode was the fact that I was an 11 pound, 12 ounce baby which was true. I actually set a record at the hospital in Connecticut where I was born. Uh, And just to give you some context, my mom is only 4'11", and so I don't know how that all worked out. But anyway, I'm not here to talk about geometry or physics or anything like that. But uh, that was a really funny story because it just showed me, wow, this person remembered this thing that I I forgot that I talked about. Uh, And it was because that random little fact was something that she connected with because she had a large baby of her own. Uh, when her son was born. And so those kinds of things come out in your podcast and those are things that people remember. A podcast is a great place to tell stories and share fun things like that. And those are things that your audience will remember. And as a result, you will become a friend of theirs much quicker. So number two, again, building a stronger relationship with your audience. That will absolutely happen. All right, number three. Number three most powerful thing that can happen as a result of starting your podcast Not only are you going to have a stronger relationship with your audience, but you're going to be able to build strong relationships and rapport with other influencers out there. Because here's the thing about a podcast. Having a podcast is an amazing platform that allows you to ask people to spend time with you on your show. Now, if you were to go to an influencer in your space and just call them up and say, hey, can I chat with you for 30 minutes? I just want to pick your brain. More than likely, they're going to say no because they value their time. And it's no offense to you. It's just their attention is being called for quite often. So they're more likely going to say no. But if you were to approach an influencer and say, hey, I have a podcast and there are people in my audience who would love to hear your story, well, then there's definitely something in it for them and there's more likely of a chance that they're gonna say yes. And when I think back to a lot of the relationships that I've built with people who are high up in the space, uh, I realized that a lot of those relationships started because of my podcast, for example, Tim Ferriss, I interviewed him in episode 51, and if you listen to that, I'm a little bit of a fanboy in that episode. Uh, he was promoting the four-hour chef at that time, I believe, and anyway, after a few minutes, I got comfortable, but that was really cool, because that was the first time I got to speak to him, my hero, Tim Ferriss, who was really influential for me when I first started out in 2008 with his, his book, The Four-Hour Workweek, and I guarantee that I wouldn't have been able to have that time with him if it wasn't for the show that I had created. Same thing with Gary Vaynerchuk, when he was coming out with Jab, 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 Right Hook, it was a great excuse for me to reach out to him and say, hey, I have this podcast. I'd love to feature you and share your book with the world and my audience. And he definitely said yes, although it was only for a short period of time because he is a crazy man who hustles and is on a lot of shows. Uh, but that's like a little bit of a secret for you guys who want to interview people. If they are coming out with something, that's typically a good time for you to ask them to come on your show because they want to promote something and they're going to be more likely in that mode to say yes to more things. But anyway, 
Um, other people like Shalene Johnson, who's going to be on the show in a couple weeks, uh, who's now one of my best friends in this space because of the podcast that I created and that time we got to spend together on that show. Because when you have somebody on your show and you're speaking to them for 30 minutes, sometimes an hour or more, only naturally are you going to be able to build a relationship with them. Of course, if that experience is great for them and you give them some results back. And so when you're just starting out, it could be a little bit more difficult, but again, reaching out to people who are coming out with stuff and actually starting a relationship with them potentially through social media first can have them be more likely to say yes when coming on your show. Like those are just little random tips that I share uh, along the way when I help people with their podcasts. But again, the relationships that you can build with influencers First of all, you have more likely of a chance to build a relationship with them. And you don't want to approach it like, hey, I'm going to target that influencer because I know that it's going to help my brand. No, you want to target that influencer because you know they have a message to share with your audience. And as a byproduct of that, that relationship will be built. I hate when people go into relationships, and I know this because I've, I've been on the receiving end of this before. They want to be my friend because they know that I have an audience and they just want something from me. No, but when somebody builds a real relationship with me who adds value to me in my life, who is just friendly and awesome, uh, I want to give back to them, right? And so, you know, make sure that when you approach influencers that you're doing it in a legit way. But again, having a podcast allows you to have almost an excuse, but a reason actually for people to want to get to know you and build a friendship with you. All right, powerful thing number four, it is an amazing stepping stone. The podcast is an amazing stepping stone for getting on other stages. And by other stages, I mean both digital stages, such as blogs and podcasts, other podcasts. You know, if you have a podcast, it makes a podcaster out there more uh, comfortable if you go on their show because they know that you know this deal of podcasting and you probably have good audio and all that, all that stuff. But it also helps you in physical stages too. The podcast was an amazing stepping stone for me to get on a real stage. It showed people that I had content that was useful, that was shared in a way that was impactful and emotional, which is what people want when they invite people on stage. And I have to give a shout out to PT Money or Philip Taylor from ptmoney.com, which is a financial blog. And he is the founder of the financial blogger conference, FinCon, which is one of my favorite conferences uh, to go to um, in 2011 in Schaumburg, Illinois, which is right around near Chicago. Uh, that's where I spoke for the first time thanks to PT. And I know he had listened to my show or had heard that I had a podcast and was confident in me actually closing that show, closing his, closing FinCon 11, the very first one. I mean, there was a lot of pressure on me and I was definitely scared to death. And I went back to my roots and started scripting everything I was going to say because I was just so scared. And that's a whole nother story. Uh, but actually, if you go back to episode 230, you'll hear that story. You'll actually hear me on stage at that event and hear just my progression through the world of speaking, but I wouldn't have started speaking, I wouldn't have been comfortable speaking if it wasn't for the fact that I had gotten comfortable with a podcast. Now, when you have a podcast, you're able to share your true self. That's why I feel like also it's more powerful than a blog because on a blog, you can hide behind your words, right? You can edit things out and make them look perfect. You can have somebody else edit it, right? I can't have anybody else be my voice. Yes, I have an editor and I have people on my team who help make the show great, in terms of quality, in terms of removing the errors and anything like that, yes. But it's only my voice that can be my voice. And so you become a little bit more genuine. And when you when you become more genuine online, obviously that works, that works in your favor. And so if you ever feel like speaking is something in your future, a podcast is an amazing stepping stone for that. Not only that, this brings me to point number five here. On a similar note, 
a podcast is an amazing way to practice communication and to become a better communicator. If you listen back to my earlier episodes, you'll know that, and even if you remember that audio file I played in the beginning, I uh, just did not have confidence as a communicator, as a speaker, because I had no practice. But when you do a number of these podcast episodes, you become a better speaker, you become a better presenter of ideas, you become a better storyteller, and when you tell better stories, when you communicate better, life just seems to give you amazing things. And it's not just related to your business and your podcast and your career too, it also has played a role in how I communicate in my personal life with my family, with my friends, and you can almost hear the progression over time. I actually know a lot of people in the audience who go back to episode one or when they first discover SPI, they go back to episode one and they listen all the way through. I get people who email me who do that, who binge listen to the show, which is another cool thing about podcasts. People do that. Uh, those people reach out and they say, Pat, you've progressed so much as a communicator. Your podcast in the early days, although great, you could tell you struggled a little bit, but now you can tell that you are just more natural. And I will say that, I am now confident behind the microphone. I couldn't say that before, but I'm also more confident, like I said, on stage. I'm confident in group settings where I'm sharing a story. I am confident when I'm speaking to my kids. I am confident when I'm on another person's show, which is really cool. And so again, an amazing byproduct of starting a podcast is you'll become a better communicator, which helps you in all areas of life. Okay, we're closing in on the end here. Here is the sixth most powerful thing, and these aren't really in any particular order, but this is just number six, and that is there are a lot of monetization opportunities that come when you start a podcast. Or actually, I wanna be upfront and, and, and rephrase that, and that is there are monetization opportunities that can come about when you become a podcaster. When you start a podcast, it's very difficult to generate income directly from your podcast on day one. Now, there's many monetization opportunities and many ways to do it, but if you are going to go down the route of sponsorships and advertising, doing that on day one is very difficult. Even if you already have a brand, even if you already have a podcast that has tens of thousands of listeners and you start a new show, it's still difficult to get sponsors for that new show. And I know this because when I started Ask Pat in 2014, even with tens of thousands of, li uh, of listeners for every episode of Smart Passive Income at the time, Advertisers still wanted to see some sort of numbers for this new show before actually saying yes to sponsorship opportunities. And so it wasn't actually until week six that I then was able to report data back to potential advertisers who were interested to then you know make a deal for the Ask Pat podcast. And that brings me to the first way that you can potentially generate income through your podcast, and that's through sponsorships and advertising. Again, it doesn't happen right away, and you're gonna need some download numbers to make it happen, but you actually don't need as much as you might think. Now, there are third-party uh, programs and third-party services out there that will work with you to find sponsors and advertisers that want to go on your show. However, you typically need a minimum number of downloads per month, and I heard at an event once that that minimum number is 50,000 downloads for your show, your entire show per month, not per episode, but per show per month, 50,000 downloads, which is quite a bit, and that's very scary, and that Alt, that, that immediately like cuts out a number of podcasters out there in terms of possibility, which is why I feel like going down the route of you actually personally reaching out to companies that you enjoy, that you use, and asking them if they would like to sponsor your show is much better. Because the way that the income model works out is it's based on a CPM model, that's cost per thousand downloads. So even if you have a thousand downloads, you're only gonna pay a thousand downloads worth 
or you're only going to be paid a thousand downloads worth excuse me uh, and if you have two thousand double that obviously four thousand double that uh, and so even if you have a significantly smaller number of downloads you can still generate an income through sponsorships and advertising because those advertisers are only going to pay you per thousand downloads and as long as they understand that you have an audience that aligns with their product or their service or tool or software or whatever then there's a possibility that they'll want to do that now there are other kinds of monetization opportunities as well for example affiliate marketing i feel like if you were to ask me pat on a podcast what's the quickest and easiest way to generate an income it would actually be through affiliate marketing and that is through promoting or recommending a different person or another company's product or tool or software or service in exchange for a commission if people go through a particular link. And so what I would do is actually target one particular product or service or thing that you know that your audience wants. And hopefully it's something that aligns with something that you're already doing. It's a tool that you use or a service that you use already. That way you can speak honestly about it and authentically about it. You might even wanna actually invite the people who work at that company or the CEO or the founder on your show, similar to what I did when I've invited Nathan Barry from ConvertKit on the show, or when I've invited Clay Collins from Lead Pages on the show. I mean, those were, yes, to provide value to you because those guys are experts in their fields, but also to have you build a relationship with them so that when I tell you about the product and give you an affiliate link, you're more likely to actually follow through because you've earned that trust, or you're more likely to know that that's not something for you, depending on how you take in those episodes. So having the founder or a person who represents that company come on your show to talk about that product and, and the story behind it and be very genuine with, with your audience, I mean, that can be a great way to get affiliate income and to get and gain people's trust before actually following through on a, re, on a recommendation that you give. Now, here's the cool thing about affiliate marketing. These are products that you don't have to create yourself. They already exist. Now, of course, please, when you let people know that there's an affiliate relationship that you're letting your audience know, at least in the US FTC regulations, uh, you have to um, tell people up front that there is, is a potential exchange of dollars between you and that company. So simply saying, you know, I have an affiliate relationship with this company or I earn a commission when I recommend this product is always really important to do. Um, but I always like taking that honest approach anyway, because some people might not even know that they can generate uh, some extra dollars for you at no extra cost to them through going through your link. So I, I'm totally okay with that. And I would recommend it obviously for legal reasons, but I'm not a lawyer, just want to get that out there. Uh, but that is something that my lawyer recommended to me. And so I'm going to recommend that to you as well. But anyway, going back to affiliate marketing, these are products that exist. You're probably using them already. And so talk about them. One other thing you could do is just talk about a process. And through that process, you might be recommending different products. For example, Back in 2010, I talked about how I built a security guard training website from scratch. And through that process, some of the steps required using certain tools, and I just shared the affiliate link for those tools along the way. And because it's a part of our process, it, it doesn't become a hard sell. It just becomes a natural recommendation because it's something you're already using. So that's a quick and easy way to go about starting to generate an income because you already have these products out there in the world that you could recommend. And you don't have to spend the time to actually come up with something or build something that you can recommend. Now, of course, you could promote your own products on your show as well, just like uh, I'm going to be doing here later in the show with my Power Up podcasting course. 
You could do it that way, or you could tell people to download a freebie or some sort of uh, lead magnet, which is something that Amy Porterfield does very well. And those lead magnets typically relate to the episodes that she just came out with, which allows her to collect email addresses and put people through an email sequence or a funnel, which then after building trust, after giving more value, has an offer at the end, and that often works very well. And there's also beyond selling products as an affiliate or your own products, there's also the idea of using something like Patreon. Now, I've actually interviewed the founder of Patreon and a user of Patreon as well, and that was in episode 188, I wanna say. And that's where I interviewed Jack Kant, who is the founder of Patreon, and Tom Merritt, who is one of the users. And what Patreon allows you to do is to create a PBS-like model, the public broadcasting system, as you might might know, and that is the paid-for-by-viewers-like-you model. And so Patreon allows you to build fans and have your fans pay you for certain things that you might do. So, you know, maybe if, even if it's a dollar per episode that you come out with, a fan of your show who's truly a raving fan would love to do that. It allows, it gives them a way to actually pay you back and feel great about being a part of you and what you do. So imagine this, you have a person pay you a dollar for every episode and you come out with four episodes a month. So you get $4 from a person who, I mean, that's like very, that's like a, a coffee for just enjoying your show and loving what you do, right? But times that by a thousand listeners. So a thousand fans who are paying you $4 a month, that's uh, that's $4,000 a month right there. And it's not at any extra cost to your audience in terms of buying things. It's something they wanna do. It's not you know, sprinkling advertisers throughout your show. It's having your audience support you in that way through Again, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Pretty cool model. I know a lot of people who use that model. I've actually had people say that they want me to start a Patreon account so that they could support the show. And you know what would be really supportive is essentially if you share the show, that would be huge. And also if you find that I'm offering a product that might make sense for you and the journey that you're on, feel free to be uh, like supporting that would be huge. And your action that you take based on the content that I share is really what's gonna pay me back the most. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. So yes, lots of monetization opportunities, but I wouldn't expect to begin generating an immediate income, but I will say, especially with selling your own products, selling affiliate products, and then the Patreon model, you know, once you have these episodes come out, they're there, and people who discover you later can go back and listen to those shows, and you're, they're gonna hear those promotions, or they're gonna hear that lead magnet, or they're gonna hear the opportunity to, to help fund what you do through Patreon. And so over time, you start to build a bank of these little, uh, notes here and there of hey, this is how you can support or here's a product or here's a tool that I use and this just starts to build and your income can begin to grow over time. Okay, number seven. There are things that may happen, new opportunities that will open up that we can't even discuss because we don't know what those things might be. And what I mean is what podcasting can do is open up doors that you don't even know exist you might remember episode 247, which was the epic origin story behind the Walker Stalkers brand. This is where Eric and James of the Walker Stalkers, which is a podcast that was just started because Eric and James loved the show, The Walking Dead. And I really love The Walking Dead, by the way. But what that podcast did for them was it allowed them to connect not just with the fans of the show, but actually actors and people who worked on the show, which then led to what is now known as the Walker Stalker event. And that is something that happens seven or eight times a year in different cities. And collectively, the number of attendees that attend these things are more than Comic-Con. 
it is essentially a comic con for walking dead and my wife april and i we have attended two of them and they are amazing and there's thousands of people and we got to meet some of our favorite actors and you know what they have done as a result of the podcast that they had started it's just amazing and it was the podcast that did that and it, i was just really thankful that eric and james mentioned how it was how i helped them start a podcast that that made all that happen so i'm just truly blessed that they give me credit for that but you know what i am just the guide they are the people who take action and that's what i love like i said earlier i love when people take action from the content that i share on my show and so that's just one example of something amazing that is just unexpected that has happened as a result of starting a podcast. For me personally, a couple of things have happened. I've had publishers reach out to me because they've heard my show, right? They're like, oh, you have a great podcast. Are you going to be writing a book soon? I want to work with you. Like that, that was just amazing. Now I will be coming out with more books and yes, I'm going to be exploring the traditional publish publishing scene uh, very soon here. Um, but I have uh, just gotten a lot of inspiration from that. It's just been really cool to see that People are noticing what I have to offer through my podcast. Also, I've been in documentaries. I have also, and probably the coolest and most random thing that has happened is that there was a Hollywood producer who reached out to me who was creating a movie. It was an independent movie about the sport of lacrosse. And he had heard me on my show and said, Pat, I love what you do. Would you be willing to be a part of the team to help make this movie? And so I came on as a social social media manager and somebody who produced the website for them. And I would normally say no, but here's the thing. Part of the deal with having me do that was that in exchange for you know a small fee, uh, it would also include having me become a background in the movie. And that totally happened. And the movie was called Crooked Arrows. Uh, it was a kind of, it's kind of a cult movie in the lacrosse space. It didn't really go very big. It didn't get into many theaters, but it was still cool because I became a background on that movie and another movie as a result of, again, the podcast. And fun fact, it was that relationship with that producer. His name was Mitchell Peck. He hooked me up with the crew and the, the, the getting the um, everything set up for what became an amazing dream come true for me, which was filming a small short film that was related to Back to the Future. And it was actually filmed in the same parking lot where Back to the Future was filmed. We had a crew out there. We had uh, uh, like cameras and lights and people with microphones and we had uh, actors and stand-ins and just, it was just a full out production. And that short film set up how I came out on stage at New Media Expo in 2015, which was in a, De in a DeLorean. Uh, so I got to live my childhood dream. I actually got to drive a DeLorean. I actually started my own short film that I wrote where I got to drive in it. And oh man, it was so cool. And it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the podcast that I created and having this producer find me through it, through iTunes. It's just been so amazing. And I know there are stories like that that exist for many other different podcasters too. Now, those are the, those are seven powerful things that can happen, but I have to finish with one more, so you get a bonus one. So this is number eight, and this is probably the most powerful thing, and it ties into something I had said earlier in the show, and that is a podcast that I listened to saved my life. And when you have a podcast of your own, you have the opportunity to truly change and save the lives of others. And I want to tell you a quick story about an email that I received on November 1st, 2012. And the significance of this email is that it came right after I had started thinking about giving up the show, this podcast. In later 2012, I was getting to a point where after every 
episode that I published, I almost dreaded the next week because I knew there was a lot of work that went into the podcast. And I was still at the time doing it all on my own, including the graphics and the show notes and everything. And I just felt like at the time that I wasn't getting results. Like I knew I was getting results, but it wasn't worth the time that I was putting into it because I remember just struggling with creating the content every week and just not really feeling it. I just wasn't feeling it anymore. But then I got this email. It was from a man in Poland named Michał Safransky. It's almost like their version of Michael. I actually pronounced it Michael for a long time until I finally got to talk to him and realized that his name was Michał. But Michał Safransky. And in the first paragraph of this email, he said, I needed to share this story with you because it's proof of how important you, Pat Flynn, are in my life and how you've helped me achieve my personal goals. And he goes on to tell the story about how he went snowboarding in Poland and had fell off a jump uh, pretty badly and had tumbled down the mountain. And by the end of it, he broke both of his legs. And actually in the email were two x-rays of his legs with just bolts and metal to hold everything together. And he said he was having one of the hardest times of his life during his rehabilitation. He said, uh, I'll quote some of his email here. He said, I felt like lying in a cage. I felt that due to my stupidity, I disappointed my family and also my boss and coworkers. Something in me broke for good. He lost all confidence in himself, he said. And then he said, this is how I met you, Pat Flynn. He said that while he was resting and, and rehabilitating himself, he found the Smart Passive Income podcast. And he had listened to an episode where I had talked about creating goals for yourself that are almost impossible. And so he decided that at that moment, after listening to that episode of mine, to set a goal for himself with two broken legs, and that was to run a marathon, to run a full marathon. And so he just, he decided to train and start walking again. And then this is like years, right? And, and then he started jogging and then he started running. And he said the whole time he was listening to my show and that I was his trainer. He said, Pat and me training together. And it's weird because I didn't, I didn't train, you know, in rehabilitation. I wasn't focused on fitness, but he said that my encouraging words were there to help him every day. And I was his coach, right? And so at the end of this email, he, he shares a photo. And in this photo, he is at the Warsaw, uh, which is in Poland, full marathon. And he's crossing the finish line. And you can see, actually, if you look at his legs, I'll post the picture up on the show notes, but you'll see metal plates like going into his socks, holding his legs, but he's running and he's holding up this sign and his eyes are closed and he's wearing earbuds and he said he was listening to me at that time and it's in Polish, but I'll translate it for you. It says, thank you, God. Thank you. And then his family and then Pat Flynn. He's holding up a sign when he's crossing the finishing line with my name on it. And of course, like while, while, I'm, while I'm reading this for the first time, like my, I'm, I'm, like my mascara is running down my eyes, right? And there's just like, I'm crying and I just can't believe because this has been two years, this, this person's journey. And this was the first time I was ever hearing about it. And it was at a time when I wanted to give up my podcast. And it was at this very moment. And I want to thank you, Mihal, because I know you listen to the show for sending me this email at the time that you did and for going through that and for having me be your coach because what you did for me then was help me realize that there are people out there there in this world who we may be helping who we don't even know exist but because of that you must keep going and it was at that point I decided that I was never going to give up my podcast and so thank you Mihal thank you for blessing me with that story and I hope all of you who are listening to this realize that when you are online and you're 
publishing a podcast or a blog post or a video, you don't always know who's on the other end who might benefit from your stuff. And just because nobody is saying thank you to you right now doesn't mean somebody won't ever say thank you for the work that you do. And so it was a podcast that changed my life and to hear that I'm making a change in other people's lives is just amazing. And I hope that you see that you have the ability to make this change in other people's lives too. You do. Whether it's on a podcast, or on a blog, or on a video platform, you have experiences, you have messages that you can share that other people out there need to hear. Now, a lot of people have been asking me for help with podcasting. I do actually have a free podcasting tutorial, but even then, people have been asking me for even more help related to helping them get their podcast specifically up and running, which is why I'm very happy to announce, you've heard me share this before, uh, that I have a course called Power Up Podcasting. It's actually going to be available once again. The doors for enrollment are opening July 17th, and it'll, it'll be open for just a week only through July 24th. And there's also a two-day intensive workshop that is going to be offered on top of that for a limited amount of people who want to work with me even closer in a shorter period of time to get things done. But anyway, I just wanted to share that I have this product, that it's available, and it's for those of you who want the clear step-by-step instructions on how to get your podcast up and running. And not just that, how to launch it. And not launch it to nobody, but launch it to people who you've sort of preconditioned to know that your show is about to come out and to share it. And also beyond that, how to monetize it, how to grow your community because of it, how to keep it long-lasting, how not to get into that point at which I was feeling in 2012 where I wanted to give up, but actually how to continually feel excited about it, all different kinds of episodes, and we'll create the whole plan for you. And actually, so you could do one of two things. You can sign up for the waitlist if this is something you're interested in checking out now. So poweruppodcasting.com is where you would go. Or you can actually download a freebie. It's a little cheat sheet I gave for you to just to see if the podcast is right for you and to have you determine, okay, what your first episodes might be about, what kind of guests could you have on the show, how you might stand out from the crowd in your category, and also a checklist of items that you will need so that you can get started the right way, whether you choose to work with me in Power Up Podcasting or not. But we've beta tested this course. We've launched it to 160 plus students. Many of them are already up in iTunes now, which is fantastic, and are saying great things about the program. It's just one of my favorite things to be able to see the work of my students and actually have them now have the ability to change people's lives through the power of podcasting. So one more time, poweruppodcasting.com. That'll, that'll get you on the wait list so you'll be the first to get notified of this new opportunity. And if you want to download that cheat sheet right now, you can actually go to smartpassiveincome.com slash podcast freebie. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash podcast freebie. And uh, if you want to just want to make sure you get all the right links, you want to see Mihal's picture of him crossing the finish line and check out all the other things that are happening on SPI for this episode, the links and the resources that were mentioned, just go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 273. That's all you got to do. Smartpassiveincome.com slash session 273. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Hope this has given you some insight and inspiration. And again, if you want to start a podcast, poweruppodcasting.com. That's where you go. Thanks so much. Take care. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. 
every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories. And I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it. 